Good evening, friends, on this Good Friday, and welcome to worship as beloved people of God. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm, and we welcome those who are here this evening for our drive-in service, as well as those who join us by Facebook Live, by phone-in, and by streaming. Good Friday marks the day our Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross. It is an austere time, a time set aside for reflection, for intercession, for the adoration of Christ, the sacrificial Lamb of God. We focus this evening on the seven last words of Christ from the cross, and our worship begins now with the invocation and opening prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, on this day, you carried our sins in your own body on the tree so that we might live. May we and all who remember this day find new life in you and in this world and in the world to come, where you live and reign with the Father in the unity of the Spirit, one God, forever. Amen. Our Gospel reading from John, the 19th chapter. And carrying the cross by himself, Jesus went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him and with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write, The King of the Jews, but this man said, I am King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. Our full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. The seven last 
words from the cross begin with the first word, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke 23, verse 34. The world hears a dying man point to the reason for death. Sin had brought betrayal and separation, the shedding of innocent blood. On Calvary, God was now working out the plan, coming to the hearts of all people, calling them by name and bringing them the greatest treasure that God can give, the forgiveness of sins and peace with God. Here under the cross is the relief from the tearing separation. These words are balm and benediction. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is the miracle of forgiveness, the restoration of fellowship with God, the return to the Father's house. In Christ, who died on the cross, our broken lives are healed. Our union with God is restored. Let us pray. O God, whose Son forgave his enemies while he was suffering shame and death, strengthen those who suffer for the sake of their faith in you, and strengthen us when we are accused, save us from speaking in hate, when we are rejected, save us from bitterness, when we are trapped, save us from despair. Grant to us and all your people the assurance of your faithful presence and your steadfast love. Amen. The second word from the cross. Today you will be with me in paradise. Luke 23, verse 43. We hear the words of our Lord in response to a dying thief. The thief had said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus' response is a magnificent reflection of his all-embracing love. If you want to see how God works, if you want to realize the tremendous power and scope of the Christian faith, look again at this picture. Jesus' response to this poor thief, today you will be with me in paradise. This is God in God's ultimate power and grace. By the grace of God, May those words one day be said in mercy also to you and to me. Let us pray. O God, help us to pray and to concentrate our thoughts on you. We cannot do this alone. In us there is darkness, but with you there is light. We are lonely, but you will not leave us. We are feeble in heart. But with you there is peace. In us there is bitterness. But with you there is patience. We do not understand your ways. But you know the way for us. Help us, O God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The third word from the cross. Woman, behold your son. Behold your mother. John 19, 26 and 27. 
Here our Savior reaches down into the small, ordinary things of life. Here, on Golgotha, with the brokenness of the world weighing upon his heart, Jesus remembers his mother and the disciple whom he loved. Woman, behold your son. Behold your mother. If this word had never been spoken, we would not have missed it. Our human understanding would not expect it, and yet there it is. The magnificent love of God reaching down and away into all the problems of life and living. This is our great and lasting comfort. We may come to this worship service worried and anxious. We may have a problem which does not appear important to anyone else. We may be worrying about something that affects us alone. All this we can bring to Jesus, who on Calvary remembered his mother and her needs, and the disciple and his needs. Christ will also remember you and me. Let us pray. Gentle God, help us to be aware of each other's cares. Give us the grace to see beyond ourselves. As your son endured the hardship of this last journey, let us be patient with each other. Help us to support one another on our pilgrimage in life. Give us the courage to share the burden of each other's crosses, to follow in our Lord's footsteps. Amen. The fourth word from the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27, verse 46. There is a sense in which the Lord's whole life on this earth was the loneliest that was ever lived. He was alone in the desert. He was alone on the mountain. He was alone in the crowds that followed him. He was alone in the garden. He was alone on the cross. On the cross, face to face with the climax of his loneliness, he cries, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In some strange way known only to God, all the sin and shame of the world, wave upon wave, came over Jesus. He was forsaken of God. It's very difficult for us to understand what happened at that moment. All we know is that this was the ultimate loneliness. There can be only one reason for it. He was alone that we might never be alone again. He was forsaken of God that we might never be forsaken. He went down into the ultimate depths of sin and shame in order that we might never go down alone. Since Calvary, we are never alone. Christ bore the terror of the ultimate loneliness in order that in life and in death, in youth and in age, in health and in sickness, in joy and in sorrow, we might never be forsaken of God. Let us pray. Father, we pray on behalf of those who cannot reach out to you at this moment. 
Protect those who are facing adversity. Strengthen those who need courage. Keep watch over those who weep. Tend the sick. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. And please, dear Lord, let the victims of cruelty and oppression know that you are with them at this moment. Amen. The fifth word from the cross, I thirst, John 19, 28. This word is a cry from the suffering of Jesus' body. It is important for us to see the full meaning of his cry. It reflects his complete and full humanity. This means Jesus knows every touch of human pain, every pang of hunger, every longing for water. He knows every depth of suffering in this world. He knows them as our Savior, who has gone through them and made a path for us to follow. Now we know that he has been through everything which can possibly come to us on the journey of life. Let us pray. Lord, help us to be here when you need us. Teach us to be useful when you are under a wicked weight. Let us find you among the poor and the scorned where there is not shelter or bread. We want to stand by you in your hour of grieving. Give us the courage to dirty our hands in the ordinary needs of your people. Show us the way, dear Lord. Amen. The sixth word from the cross. It is finished. John 19, verse 30. The divine plan of salvation moves to its close. Our Savior raises his head and the words of redemption, it is finished, sound over the whole world. The world was changed. Humanity was redeemed. And now the eternal fate of every human in every age would be determined by the cross. Sooner, sometime, sooner or later, we shall come to our own end of life in this world. And then we shall see finally and forever the full plan of God completed for us and in us. Between this hour now and that hour, we can live by faith in his cry, it is finished. We can face the world sure and unafraid. We can follow him wherever he will lead. Our salvation is sure. Our life is safe. Our destiny is certain. Let us pray. O oh God, help us to meet you in the sufferings of our brothers and sisters. We were not there to comfort your son in that dread hour. 
We pray for the courage to be with him now, wherever the lash will strike again. Protect us from ever being the instruments of pain or suffering for any of your children. Amen. The seventh word from the cross, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. When people die, they often leave things unfinished and undone. They are reluctant to go. For Jesus, however, there was nothing like that. In this last moment on Calvary, our Lord's work was complete. His purposes were accomplished. His task was finished. Quietly and surely, he could commend himself into the hands of his heavenly Father. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Join to Jesus' death and resurrection in baptism. The life we live now is a certain promise of life always with Jesus. This great reality of faith takes all fear out of life and death. We know that he has been here, that he is here today, and that one day he will return visibly to take us to his heavenly Father. In confidence and trust, we commend ourselves into the hands of our merciful Savior. Let us pray. O Lord God, whose glory has shone upon us in the face of Jesus Christ, and whose nature is made known to us in the mystery of his cross, number us, we pray, among his faithful followers, for whom nothing matters but the doing of your will, in your way, for your world, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now we bring before God, the cares and concerns on our hearts in silent prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Jesus, your loving sacrifice gives us true life. Receive the sacrifice of our praise and thanksgiving, the offering of our lives, all that we call ours, our money, our time, our abilities, we have received from your generous goodness. Bless us and these your gifts that we may share your abundant blessing with those who are in need. Amen. And we pray now the prayer you taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 
We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. By your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. Go now in peace, friends, and we remind you of our Easter festival worship, our parking lot drive-in worship with communion at 9 o'clock on Easter morning. We also have a 10 o'clock service on Easter Sunday, this Sunday, which will be broadcast on Facebook Live, phone-in, and streaming, and also will be broadcast by radio right here at our drive-in service at 10 o'clock as well as 9 o'clock. Please join us. <laughs>